0: And we're back with another episode of Old Fashioned and Whiskey, a podcast brought to you by a couple of old-fashioned guys enjoying some old-fashioned bourbon with some
1: old-fashioned work ethics. Man, you going through uh, late puberty there?
0: Yeah, yeah. 33 years old, still going through the puberty. So you guys will have to excuse my voice today.
1: Uh,
0: I am... Battling some post baseball game itis. Oh, so we little won, too much
1: a batter batter.
0: We won eight to two last night at the uh, Pensacola Crabzillas, not the Wahoos. Last night we were the Crabzillas. And, Worst
1: outfit ever, right?
0: Oh, yeah. We uh, we own one of those now, by the way. <laughs> oh, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Alonzo Lazaro, the first baseman for the uh, Pensacola Blue Wahoos. We uh, we bought his Crabzilla autographed jersey so we can hang it here in the office and awesome. celebrate the awfulness that is. Well, great. So well, that's, that's our double-A team here for the Miami Marlins. Uh, we are joined with a very special guest. Yeah. All the way down. All right. I'm going to say Tampa because... Everything in that region to me is Tampa. Where where would you the locals say that you're from, Mr. Rice?
1: Specifically
2: Clearwater, Florida.
0: Clearwater. Okay. So as somebody that has been to Tampa a lot, we used to own a business down there. Yep. I know there's like seventy-seven like <laughs> communities. Communities that make up Tampa. There's Clearwater. There's a lot of them. Tampa.
1: Uh, E well, or even City, in Tampa, technically, Oldsmar, yeah, you've got Palm Seminole Mar- Heights, Seminole North Heights. Tampa, it's, it's New ridiculous. Tampa. So Clearwater,
0: hailing from Clearwater, Don Rice of the Rice Leadership Group. Welcome to the show. Hey, guys, it's good to be here.
1: It's good. And we've got him on FaceTime today. We
0: do. He He's on FaceTime with us <laughs> yeah. so we can see him.
1: Almost like he's in studio with us.
0: Almost. I know. I get to actually see you guys and talk
2: to your face, which is fantastic. Now,
1: I see a banjo on the wall. Do you play? It's actually
2: a banjo lately.
1: Banjo lately. That's a mashup is, I've never heard.
2: Mm-hmm. Do you it's play like a, banjo lately? A, I, I, I can play a little bit. I'm more of a guitarist.
0: Okay.
1: So I wish I'd known that. I would have asked you to play a little bit. Play jig. a little banjo. Yeah. You played our intro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, so today we are enjoying some. Old fashions, at least we are here in studio, I believe that you are having it neat down there, or do you have it on the rocks? I got it on the rocks. You got straight on the rocks, but we are enjoying some old fashions made with the Angel's Envy, um, which was founded in 2006, and I tell you what, Angel's Envy has a very, very good Liquor, I mean, it is one of those, they they make a lot of different kinds. They have a rum finish, they have cask strength, they have the port finish, which is their normal uh, finish. And so we got a very nice bottle for uh, a friend of ours' birthday. Uh, We celebrated out in Destin. Um, A friend of ours owns some liquor stores, and he brought him a really nice bottle of Angel's Envy. And I'm going to tell you, it was really nice. But I I really am a fan of the Angel's Envy. It's very consistent.
1: This was Don's request for this episode. nice and smooth it is i gotta tell you this is a good just you want to make any old-fashioned in the evening this is a good bourbon
0: it is it Mm -hmm. is and and it's easily accessible uh it's not one of those that are hard to track down they're not overly expensive it it, it's on par with a woodford's where it's you know it's carried at a lot of restaurants so it's
1: almost you're gonna find it almost every liquor store
0: Absolutely. So it's it's smooth. I I I like the the new bitters that we got, Mister Hyde. Yes, we're
1: using just the standard Angostura bitters with our old fashioned. And as as I said, I'm not a fan of the pechos. That's what we were using. Not that they're tomato tomato
0: for me. I don't I don't know that I noticed a huge difference.
1: But it's one of those connoisseur things. I think after you drink enough old fashions, you. you can taste the bitters a little bit.
0: Did you guys know that a synonym for connoisseur is actually snob?
1: And um, is that in the Jason dictionary? <laughs> it is. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> it is.
0: Yeah, so my, my friend here. Things Owen, he's a, Yeah, he's a beer <laughs> connoisseur slash snob. Oh,
1: absolutely.
0: Now he's a whiskey connoisseur slash snob. The only thing he's not a snob of that I
1: know of is coffee. Coffee. I can appreciate the fine coffee. What? Yeah. But I will drink, he will drink flying jays. Yeah.
0: (laughs) He'll drink swine coffee. Um, and that is my dinger from my iPad, which Which we we can't edit out. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it is what it is. You're getting the raw uncut version today. So let's go into our discussion today. And today we're going to talk about leadership by strengths. So strengths, is a very specific topic that I became familiar with through Olin and Don Rice. And it is it is something that is challenging because it challenges you. And it's something that is helpful because it helps you to understand. So I'm not going to pretend to be the expert. I've had like 12 calls on strengths. I'm going to turn it over <laughs> to the certified expert. Uh, Don Rice, give us a little intro into strengths and into the Rice Leadership Group. Tell us what you do, how you lead through strengths, and how you help develop others.
2: Okay. Well, I'll start with my business. Um, it is called Rice Leadership Group. It's been around for five years. I started it really because of I was a pastor and looking around the landscape of churches that most pastors have not been trained to be leaders. They usually get into position because they, they speak well or they're good organizers, but they're not actually trained to be good leaders. And then there's a lot of chaos that happens behind the curtains of churches. And so it became a passion of mine to pursue leadership. And it was about seven years ago that I stumbled upon strengths, Clifton Strengths by Gallup. And uh, it it just opened up a whole new world to me. Uh, seeing myself and other people so differently. And so I created, I became certified and I created a business around this strengths philosophy. Uh, if you actually concentrate on what people are good at, then they will become exponentially better. If you concentrate on what they're bad at, they will only become mediocre. And that is that is the common practice in businesses is we look at what people are not good at and we focus on that. We get them training and we we spend so much time and essentially we're throwing money down the drain because of they're only going to be so so with it. Whereas if you concentrate on what people are really good at already, naturally, the way that things feel and behave, you'll actually get successful results very easily. So, it's so contrary my mission
0: to, to popular belief. So even though we're taught, yes. Oh, we need to work on what we're not good at. We have to focus on what we are. And they, they tell a specific story, or at least you do of the readers who, who can read so much faster. And, mm-hmm. and it's, it's really amazing because we are, I mean, we were all taught growing up like, Oh, you're not good on this. You need to work on this instead of, you know, I think about, you know, we often relate back to sports like People that aren't great at hitting the changeup. Well, we gotta we gotta work on hitting the changeup. Well, what if we just worked on hitting the fastball, which you're already better at, and every time you got a fastball, you gotta hit you know? it out
1: of the park. Exactly. Yeah. So we equate it back to
0: that, or you know, you're not good at uh, you know, stealing. So instead of working on stealing, we work on fielding, which are really good. Like people just think, oh, we gotta work on what you're not good at, and what you're telling us, Don, is that if we will stop and not focus on what we aren't good at let somebody else that is good at that handle that and just Mm -hmm. work on what we're good at we can become great at that a lot easier than the other way around
2: so to put it practically there's there's people who who present really well there's other people who are actually very good organizers or people who are really good relationally with other people and if you expect those things from those people that are good they will actually come up with better ways to do it, whether to build relationships or to organize uh, or to even present. And so if you know that someone is good to present and give them training on that and they will succeed even more versus the person who doesn't know how to speak well in front of people.
0: Okay. Yeah. I like it. Perfect. Yeah. And so let's go ahead.
1: I uh, say, so, and you've worked with us on that. Um, So how do you, how does the strengths come into the workplace, right? As leaders and as uh, people working in a place, how to, you know, what would be the purpose of taking their strengths and finding that out?
2: So what I mentioned earlier is strength gives you the ability to understand how people think, feel, and behave in their natural way. And so our desire is to actually change the way that you see yourself and that you see others. And so when you understand how people think, feel and behave naturally, you can put them into a position successfully where they will thrive because we have a tendency to just build positions on things that we need and we don't pay attention to what people are really good at.
0: Yeah, so you've got a quote in your uh, leadership binder uh, from a friend of ours. I'll call him a friend; he doesn't know he is, but that's <laughs> we what like him. That's what I like to do. Simon Sinek says the goal is not to fix your weaknesses; the goal is to amplify your strengths and surround yourself with the people who can do what you can't do. You know, mm-hmm. and I think that sums that up pretty perfectly. Is you know, if if you're hiring based on the abilities versus the I don't know what the, the background is or how much education they have, you know, what strengths specifically, which is something that we do now before we make a hire is we have any higher level hires. We have them take the strengths test to find out what they can and cannot do. And if they're going to be a what fit for the position. Yeah.
1: And the mm-hmm. great part about that is it gives you, if you're familiar with the strengths, it gives you a real insight into what they're going to be good at without having to spend the time you know, the six months of working side by side to really figure that out. And we, you know, we recently made a hire and they took the strengths ahead of time and we looked at it and it was like, okay, well now we know this is what he's going to be really well at. And here's where we need to make sure we focus some effort with him so that he's aware that he needs to work with others to help him on those areas.
2: Yeah. It streamlines the situation. So it gives you the ability to actually ask questions that are relevant to the position you need
0: next to how they function
1: yeah Well, i mean it's helped mine and jason's work relationship a lot
0: (laughs) absolutely i mean so we do a lot of conferences together and one thing that i've always been really big at is getting around to all the booths and you kind of linger at some of the ones that we already know and i'm like what like why are we coming to a conference to spend time with people we already know well i think olin's woo is that the thirty-four, yes, the bottom, yeah, so that's it's his, the his lowest his it could least, be. His it's his least strength, <laughs> so he, uh, which he has, is <laughs> just not strong at all. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not, but it's my number one strength. So Olin and I are the complete opposite on that. I'm one woo, he's thirty-four woo, and. Because of that, I'm like, okay, let's go. I I don't need to spend a lot of time. I yeah. just need to meet and greet and go. And so, with our powers combined, we're not Captain <laughs> Planet, but we're great convention hall purveyors. Like we just yeah. go out really? and
1: we we meet who we need to meet and yeah, because it's not that I I'm afraid to talk to people. Yeah, it's the breaking the ice part where that's not my comfort zone. That's where for I- you, like you thrive on. I want to go around the room and I want to meet everybody and I want to learn a little something. Not. Right. A lot yeah no i just need a little
0: glimpse and then i can figure the rest out on my yeah. own you know and so that's why i just walk up and i'm like hey how much does a polar bear weigh and they're like what and i'm like enough to break the ice and that's my dad <laughs> joke for the day that's uh you guys can use that anytime <laughs> you want. <laughs> uh, <laughs> i may incorporate that good good i'm glad i'm glad you like that so
2: well that's but, the thing about strength is differences are advantages Absolutely. And we, we as humans, as natural humans, look at people and, and we think, why are they doing that? Why are they saying that? Or why aren't they doing that? Or why aren't they saying that? And we judge them according to the lens that we have on versus actually looking at them with the lenses that they have on. And so if we perceive that differences are actually advantages, we're going to utilize other people where they are strong and we are not
0: yeah you know so we use this we went and had our whole team tested i don't do what what do you yeah we had them assessed and so we before we started the strengths process we recognized and, and we promoted KC based on the, she's really good at getting stuff done. Like you say, Hey, I need this done. And it's like,
1: all boom, execution. it's done. Yeah. yeah and, and then you look at her top five. Yeah. yeah and you're right. Go, it's all in the uh, execution yeah, range.
0: We, we take this assessment and she is nothing but purple, which is execution, you know, and which is one of the reasons she struggles with people, right? She doesn't, she doesn't have the high influence, um, it's is oral relationship, relationship building yeah. it's all execution ed but she is fantastic at it sometimes too fantastic because you say hey i need this done and 10 minutes later she's like okay it's ready for yours and i'm like wait like i wasn't expecting this for a couple of days and you've already like you stopped what you were doing and executed
1: and well i ready. mean the other day she's like hey will you email this person and ask them about this form yes like an hour later, she was like, Hey, did you email them? Did you
2: email? And I was like,
1: <laughs> Calm down. Like it's been an hour.
2: <laughs> yeah, so we keep people to the standards that we have and and that's not how you function. But you you raised a good point without actually saying it, where we we are able to see how people function and, and, and ask questions naturally of what they do, but Strength gives us the ability to actually put words to it, to give us a lexicon of vocabulary to where we can truly identify and and uh, put people in the right place.
0: Absolutely. And just so everybody knows, this is not a strength Gallops, Clifton's commercial this is not we're not being paid for this this is not something don no, rice, in fact we've paid for it yeah it's not something that don rice sponsored <laughs> to get his name out there this is one of many tools so there's this there's the disc mm-hmm. profile there's, there's colby, colby there's, there's myers
1: briggs which really is not, the same category but.
0: my 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 good friend uh patrick Lincioni has come out with his own Oh yeah, the genius. Uh, yeah, the, the working geniuses. Um, it's not specific to all of these strengths, but it's specific to how you work. He talks about some people are galvanizers, right? They encourage others, help get those projects across the the finish line. Some are inventors. They're they come up with great ideas, they're great at <laughs> starting a spark but it will never catch the forest on fire just it'll just be that spark somebody else has to galvanize it and take it across the finish line some of those things so it's there's lots of opportunities out there we specifically use this because owen coming
1: from corporate um they they well heather and i before even corporate we both took We went to church with Don Rice. We went to church with Don. Mm -hmm. We both took the assessment. He sat down and did a uh individual uh debrief and then a couples debrief, which was very insightful for us because just as similar, like you and I are opposites. My wife and I are opposites on several things. Yeah. And Woo is one of those. She's also a number one woo and which is why um, she
0: and I clash sometimes because we're out trying to no, woo No, I each think other. that's
1: why you get along. Oh, really? But your competition is what oh, clashes. Oh, I'm trying to outwoo her. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Um, and then like I'm high responsibility and she is low responsibility. Low. It's yeah. got to
0: be 32 or lower. I, I don't know, but <laughs> it's not high.
1: But she and we we uh, specifically talk about that like with church. We love you if you're listening, Heather. <laughs> we do. You know, like church is. Uh, let's say it begins at 10 a.m. I'm like, I want to be there at like 9.45 so I can get in the pew. We can talk and chit-chat with people. And she's like, we can be there at 10.15. It's okay. Like, the worship is still going. We're not missing the sermon. You know, she's very much an ish person. You know, 10-ish. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, no, like, it's 10. We need to be there. The ish
0: is never on the early side, though. It's just so no, no. Clear. It's always ish not or after.
1: Yes, absolutely it is. Yeah. And so that was... Uh, Very helpful when we went through it with Don because we realized like there were times where I would have to come to her and be like, hey, with my responsibility, this event is very important to me that we arrive at on time.
0: Yes. And then, Don, you guarantee that once you go through this one time, like, all your relationship issues will be solved and... They're, they're yeah. totally taken care of. Yeah. There's yeah. never another issue. <laughs> not, not, not the case. So, you know, we've, we've worked on it. We've done, you know, like, eight weeks worth of calls where we've learned each other's habits yeah. and... Because there's something that works. can happen when
1: you learn these strengths, right? And there's a word that you use for... And you actually you open up and warn against this, Don, that once you know this, right, don't use these to bully, to
2: bully each <laughs> yeah. other. Yeah. yeah. It, it's very, very much too easy because of you're like, well, you're high responsibility. Why aren't you being responsible? And the reality is that we, we may not be responsible in every aspect, or, uh, you may not, be a high woo in, in every situation. And well, so and he may
0: not, yeah, he may not be using that strength. Right. So one of the things we talked about with Olin and his responsibility, like he gets laser focused, Focus so he, is in the top five. Yeah, his focus gets mm-hmm. out of control sometimes, and he'll get so caught up with that that you have to, you just have to gently remind him. We don't have to bully him. I can just walk up and be like, "Hey, Olin, are you laser focused, or are we getting?" And he'll be like, "I was, but now I'm going to do this." Or, "Nope, I've got this, this, and this already rolling. I'm just working on this right now because I have the time." And it's like, "Okay," but before we went through the strengths, I wouldn't understand. It would like, I would see him not getting things accomplished and I'm like I don't understand he's got responsibility why isn't he just doing this and then it was like three three strengths calls in he's like well focus really takes over sometimes and I get hyper focused on this I'm like I never realized we were
1: we were doing a little uh debrief and and we were going through a different book but I talked about tunnel vision and I was like yeah you know I struggle with that and it was like he was like that's aha it. <laughs> moment. I was like, oh my gosh, Boom. your focus gives you tunnel vision. Like
0: he, and it's, so it's unbelievable because the things that he can do when he is extremely focused are, I mean, they're just, they're out of this world, but then you see other things start slipping through that he, he needs to get done, but it's, it's unbelievable. My focus, let's see, I am <laughs> 22, so I'm midway through, I can focus if I have to but it takes a lot of work a lot of effort it's, it's and energy. exhausting for me it's yeah
2: it's in your supporting it's, it's there it's, it's usable but that's the thing is if you if you don't label people with these these talents you actually consider them this is this is a tool that they have it's more apt for them to change the tool in the way they use it versus well this is just who I am deal with it and then they tend to flex it and they destroy the people around them
1: yeah so So I want to ask you, Jason, as we we wind down here, what would be like, uh, and I'm going to go corporate on you, you know, Todd Hopkins, like what was a big takeaway for you personally and as uh, a leader in the company when we went through this process?
0: So I'll do one in one in the same competition. So it is my number three strengths. So if you guys want to call and schedule an appointment or go visit Don Rice Leadership online or at Facebook, he will be happy to to, to to walk you through these. So my number three competition, I live in my basement of my competition. So there's what we call balconies and basements. Balconies are the good portions of the trait. Basements are when you are living in the uh not so great. Not so well. Yeah. yeah. They yeah. cause the problems. Yeah. yeah. So I use my competition in a very negative aspect often. Now, it's very good for us because it's helped us to drive to become the number one franchise in the country. It's pushed us to do things like start a podcast because I want to be competitive and I want to be the best. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't need to compete when there's not a competition like with your wife on wooing. Like, yeah. It doesn't matter. We can both be good at woo. We can both have friends. We can both be friendly. It doesn't have to be, well, I'm friendlier and people like me more. Yeah. You know, so, so that would, I would say personally and professionally, that was a big one. And then really coming to understand the categories overall, I think was my biggest professional win. So there's executing, which helps make things happen. Uh, There is influencing, which help you take charge, speak up, and make sure others are heard, which I have four of my top five are in influencing, which... Mm -hmm. I love, and I love people, so that that works out well. There's relationship building, which helps you to build strong relationships that hold a team together. And then the strategic thinking, which I have absolutely none of in my top 10, I'm not a strategic (laughs) thinker, helps you absorb and analyze information that informs uh, for better decision. And that's that's one of the weaknesses that I have. It's actually one of the weaknesses we have as an organization um, that we're working to shore up a little bit.
1: Yeah. Well, and uh, so for me, when having gone through this, both like personally, then with corporate and then now with us as a team, uh, you know, the big personal takeaway was the language that we're able to bring to the table to say like, hey, uh, my responsibility means we need to be there on time. Or like Heather, even sometimes she likes to play the what if game because she's a high strategic thinker. And so she's like, hey, this is my strategy and I just need to run down this road with you. And uh, even though I think it's completely ridiculous, at least it puts me in the mindset that, okay, this is what she's wanting to do. And then professionally as a leadership team, it has allowed me to know that especially like even with us, as our relationship has grown, you're really good at looking down the road and coming up with the ideas, but you're terrible at running with them across the finish line. Like you could run the first half of the race i'm a
0: sprinter not a marathoner <laughs> yeah I got, <laughs> I got that 100 meter relay but i need relay
1: partners right right like, you gotta hand off the your baton. activator yeah. yeah uh and so then you know that's where my strengths come in and so being able to learn more about our team in that realm just like we know like if we need something absolutely done and you and i can't get it then kc's our next like yeah. we're going there
0: well, and it's funny that you mentioned that because like some of my frustrations early on with you are like, well, he never comes up with an idea on his own. Like I always have to come up with the idea and then he, you know, but then I was like, but you know what, Jason, when's the last time? Like if he came up with an idea, you couldn't run with it. So this works. <laughs> Don't be frustrated. Like lean into it. It's, it's, it's great. But then understanding like, and that's not to say he's never come up with an idea. He has tons of ideas, but sometimes when you get caught up in your emotions you just feel things that are irrational so he you know but he is, i
1: come up with ideas and then they become his
0: yeah yeah i steal his ideas and <laughs> I, I make them better i improve them and then he runs with them and executes with x ex, like this podcast you know i was like hey olin i want to start doing a podcast because i enjoy it i want i want others to learn i think we have a lot of experiences we can talk about i really tried to dissuade him he did and (laughs) and i'll tell you what's funny and i don't know if it's my influencing or just that we love what we do together but he 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 was the one that was like maybe we should bi-weekly you know like no, and then no. We can, i was like monthly well yeah but then you <laughs> then you were on board with bi-weekly i was and now you're like let's well, do let's, yearly and then he's like well let's do uh it's my haircut there's another notification next, <laughs> my haircut scheduled for next wednesday at 10 45 in case anybody wants to know <laughs> um so like then now you're like well every other week we need to do a video of us making the old fashioned and just get in front of the people and let them know that, you know, you're, you're, you get excited about building the show. You're like, Oh, we need to get more listeners. But that's one of my strengths, right? Yeah. yeah.
1: Maximizer is I think number six for me. And so taking something good,
0: just a show, you want a great show. Exactly. I want to make it awesome. I love (laughs) it. Don, anything you've heard us misspeak, anything you want to correct for the listeners before we peace out or some some wisdom you want to share with them and then let them know how to get a hold of you.
2: I absolutely love what I'm hearing because uh, you're 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 actually dead on with the way that you're talking about strengths. It, it, it does take a while to learn them, but once you learn them, it becomes the language that you are speaking and it helps in so many areas. I did want to talk real quick about The other assessments, they all dovetail really well together. The difference with strengths versus Myers Briggs and Jung and all of those others is many of the DISC and Myers Briggs are personality tests. DISC specifically on how you how you deal with stress, whereas strengths is going to be how you function, how you do things, and so it, it dovetails really well because if you are if you are a high introvert. Strength actually shows you how you are introverting uh, and then all of the other things. And so it, it just gives you much more detail into that. So reaching out to me, go to, to riceleadershipgroup.com and there's many buttons there that you can connect with me. I will love to connect uh, and, and answer whatever questions. I like to do uh, free 15 minute sessions just to kind of touch base to see how Uh, I can be of service, but if you have questions about what we talked about, I will gladly talk to you uh, at no charge just to kind of help help you on your path um, to make sure
0: that you can be successful.
1: And that's him being modest. He also uh, does a great job helping organizations as a whole roll this out.
0: Yeah, and if you can't remember how to get a hold of Don, uh, feel free to reach out to us at the old-fashioned, working whiskey Facebook page or our email. Uh, we'll be happy to introduce you to Don. He's a uh, he's a vendor of ours, and in even more so now a friend. And we're glad to have him on the show. And Uh, I think we're going to post some information on on the strengths coming up in the, the weeks to come. Maybe I'll even share my strengths profile so you guys can get to know me a little bit better. But we're glad to have you on Old Fashioned Working Whiskey. Until next time.